Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. You may recall the 1984 Academy Awards. For me, the memory is fuzzy because, well, at the time I was only three, but I do remember all the spoofs. Sally Field is announced as winner for Best Actress. This is her second Oscar. And in her acceptance speech, this is what she said. I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time, she said, I didn't feel it. But this time, I feel it. And I can't deny the fact you like me. You really, really like me. Now, poor Sally has been mocked mercilessly for this, and being a good sport, she's even poked fun at herself over the years. But here's what I'd have us consider. Being called by name, feeling the respect of the academy, being named as lovable in the eyes of others, is this not what our heart wants? more than anything else. And not for acting, for being someone we're not, but actually being applauded for who we really are, being told that we are good, that we're valuable, and that we are worthy of praise. In other words, I believe that what our heart wants more than anything else is to be blessed. And so what I'd like to look at today are three things. First, I want to look at our need for blessing as human beings. Then I want to talk about how we typically go about trying to get that blessing. And then three, which ties into the message of Christmas, I want to look at what our true blessing is and where that blessing is to be found. And so let's start by looking at our need for blessing as human beings. Now the English word blessing, well, it's pretty watered down. Someone sneezes and we say, bless you. Or to end a conversation, we get our most sincere face and we say, blessings. But in the Bible, a blessing carries with it incredible creative power. You see, in the Bible, a blessing comes through the speaking of a word. The word benediction literally means a good word. And so a blessing is a word spoken about our true identity, and its creative power is such that we actually come to embody and grow into what has been declared about us. And so, for example, someone tells us that we have a gift for being compassionate, and that word wants us to become a more compassionate person. That's what a blessing is. It is a positive powerful, creative word, a verdict about who we truly are at our core. Now, for some reason, we have all fooled ourselves into thinking 
that words don't matter. But the truth is, counselors know better, and theologians used to. Spoken words shape our life. Sticks and stones can break our bones, but words, they can make or break an entire life. And I imagine that some of you listening to this today know exactly what I'm talking about. Words of condemnation have been spoken over every single one of us, and even today, they operate like a power programming our self-appreciation or our lack thereof. You'll never amount to anything. You're just like your father. You're so selfish. These are just a few obvious examples. But then some of the words spoken over us are a lot more subtle. The cover of Cosmo whispers, unless you look like this, you're not beautiful. The maledictions in the world we live in are endless. We swim in them. And these words, to the extent that we internalize them and take them into our heart, they shape who we become and how we experience life. And that's why what our heart wants more than anything is to be blessed. To be blessed. To hear an authoritative word from an authoritative source that says quite confidently that we are good and that we are valuable and that we are worthy of praise. I think that we are all desperate for that. For someone that matters to tell us that we matter. And I believe that our desire to be blessed is actually what drives our life. And so you may remember the story of Jacob and Esau in the book of Genesis. They were twins. Esau was the firstborn and his father's favorite. And Jacob was the younger, the clean-shaven mama's boy. And whenever Isaac was about to die... He wanted to give an official blessing only to Esau, his firstborn son, because back in the day, people gave all the wealth and all the power and all the blessing to the firstborn, and everyone else was ignored. And so Isaac sends Esau out on a hunting trip. Isaac wants one last meal before he gives Esau the fatherly blessing. Meanwhile, Jacob is in cahoots with his mom, and he tries to steal a blessing from his father. And you remember how. He puts on Esau's clothes to look like Esau. He puts goatskins on his hands to feel like Esau. He lowers his voice to sound like Esau. In other words, Jacob acts. He pretends to be someone he isn't, and Jacob literally steals his father's blessing. His entire life, Jacob saw his father smile on Esau and dote on Esau and bless Esau, and that, more than anything, is what Jacob wanted for himself, for his father to bless him, for the one person in the clan that mattered to tell Jacob that he mattered. And so Jacob did what he had to do, which is something that we all do to some extent. He dressed up as someone else, and he tried to steal a blessing. And so here's a question that I'd like for you to consider this week. 
how are you trying to steal a blessing in this world and from whom are you trying to steal it? Because as I've said before many times in my sermons, the world we live in does not issue unconditional blessings. No, in the world we've got to perform, to look good, stay young, be funny or clever or interesting or rich. But to be blessed in the world, we have to do something. Or if none of that works, thanks to modern psychology, we now try and bless ourselves. The wisdom of the world now says it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you as long as you feel good about yourself. Good luck. After 13 years of ordained ministry, no one has ever come to me and said, well, everyone in the world tells me I'm stupid, but I feel pretty smart. Because in the long run, God did not create human beings to be the judge in their own case. What we need is a verdict from the outside, someone that matters to tell us that we matter. And there are only two ways that human beings can go about getting that blessing. We can dress up like Jacob and be whoever we need to be and try to steal that blessing from our parents or our children or our job or our spouse or the culture or the church or the academy. Or, or we can embrace the unconditional love of a God who became flesh in Jesus Christ and begin exploring the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of how deeply blessed we already are right now in Christ. And so I want you to hear one more time what Paul says in today's reading from Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In other words, to be a Christian is not just about having a king to obey or an example to follow or even a savior to be grateful for. It is about being in Christ, which means that everything belongs to Jesus, belongs to us as well. And what this means is that becoming a Christian is not a process. People will sometimes tell me, you know, I'm trying really, really hard to be a good Christian. I'm trying very hard to be a Christian, but that is silly. We don't try to be in Christ. No, we're brought in through the lavishness of God's grace. Now, growth is a process. I don't deny that, but being united to Jesus through faith and baptism, that is not a process, and we don't have to steal a blessing from our heavenly Father. You see, Paul says that in Jesus we have redemption through his blood, and that because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, that God freely delights in lavishing onto us the riches of God's grace. And so in light of that truth, it's a very silly thing to imagine that there is something we can do to be blessed by God. Our job is to believe, to trust, 
and to align our lives with the truth of the gospel. Because even though we have every spiritual blessing, we have not yet realized every spiritual blessing or lived our life embodying every spiritual blessing. At least I haven't. But growth in Christ-likeness is about realizing a blessing that we already have. God's positive verdict has already been spoken over us, but is that the word that drives how we see ourselves, how we feel, how we treat other people? Because that's the real invitation of the gospel. You see, at the heart of the, Christ, at the, heart of the Christmas message is that God so loved the world, that God so loved you, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, to bless the very people created in God's image, meaning that we are not blessed because of anything we do. But as Paul says, it is the Father's good pleasure to lavish this grace onto us. And that's what's so amazing about God. God brings his scandalous intervening grace into the lives of people that don't seek it, or deserve it, and who quite frankly resist it and don't appreciate it, even after they've been saved by it. Because remember, a blessing comes through the giving of a word. A blessing comes through the giving of a word. And what we believe is that God gave God's word to the world in Jesus Christ, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, not to condemn us, but to bring us into God's family. As second century theologian Irenaeus once put it, he became what we are so that we might become what he is, a firstborn son and an heir to God's blessing. Trying harder to be a good Christian will not change our life. I know that it's a new year and many of us have New Year's resolutions, but trying harder will not change our life. But receiving the blessing of our Heavenly Father, having him smile on us and dote on us and tell us that we are his favorite, well, that changes everything. God is the only person in the universe that matters, and in Christ— He calls every single one of us by name. He applauds us, and he tells us that we matter. And so let me end today by saying this. In Christ, God doesn't just love us. God likes us. He really, really likes us. The us we hide, the us we hate, the us that we avoid and haven't come to terms with, God likes. For God knows us only as we are and shall one day be in his firstborn son that he loves so very much. And so praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Amen.